you looked it up, the number one prescription in America is just one brand of one thyroid hormone. Mm. So it's just a freaking epidemic. Hello, Meg. Hey, Jen. How's it going? It's going great. I, I'm really proud of this interview because it's such an interesting topic that we haven't dove into yet. We haven't dove into it yet. And you know how you're getting fucking old? <laughs> so much old. What? I'm two years older than you. I'm in my 40s. You're not even 40 yet. I don't want to hear it. I'm a year away from 40. And so you know you're fucking old when hormones <laughs> is a topic that lights you up. <laughs> I'm like, yes, let's talk about balancing our hormones. And all your besties are going through menopause. That's how you know you're yeah. aging. <laughs> and you're dreading accidentally getting pregnant. <laughs> Yes. I'm like, please, can I please go through menopause today so that I don't have an oopsie daisy? <laughs> I just told you like 10 minutes ago, do not get pregnant. No, no, absolutely not. No more babies. Megan. No, Luke and I are very clear. We're on the same page about that. <laughs> Believe me, after number two, we're traumatized. Out, out. Yes. <laughs> so we really want to speak into this because um, I know that, you know, in our culture, it's mm -hmm. a little bit hard to get old. It's not like we're sought after in the in the culture that we live in as women as we hit 40. No, we're taught in the media that it's not sexy to age. And I don't know about you, Meg, but I feel sexy as fuck right I now. feel <laughs> more confident than ever. You know what? I, I'm like digging myself more and more each year. And I think that's the message we get to share today. Absolutely. And I think this episode that you're going to hear, when you hear Elle dig into the science on thyroid and hormones and how to really create our best life, is really important. But also the other part of this is celebrating us as women getting older and allowing ourselves to step into our wisdom and allowing ourselves to age gracefully and allowing ourselves to just be okay with that. And I think she speaks into the science, but we wanted to kind of speak into, okay, how are you feeling right now as you're hitting 40, 45, 50? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in different cultures, they glorify and they celebrate aging and they look at the three different archetypes of the maiden who is, you know, the young female, the adolescent female, the teenager the young adult, and then the mom, who is the one who is birthing a child or a thing. <laughs> a child or a thing, as Megan always says. Yes, the nurturing part of our lives, the part of our lives that we really devote towards our children and taking right. care of our homes and families. Or if you don't have children, you're birthing businesses, mm -hmm. you're birthing projects, yep. you're birthing contribution to the world mm -hmm. so that's another way to look at it and then the crone which is you know they look at it as like 50 age mm -hmm. 50 and over so I feel like you and I are moms about to enter the crone well, stage. I'm closer to crone than you are let's be well, clear by two years let's get real but I actually feel like because my children are older like I feel like you're in you're still in this mother role so much, Meg, because your your baby your yeah. girls are babies. They're little still. Yeah. I'm definitely in mom mode right yeah, now. You are. You're feeling it. I'm I'm not the sage ninety year old lady yet. And I'm kind but of But I feeling, want to be. Yeah. No, and I'm I'm stepping into that where it's like this different part of my life where I'm more confident, more comfortable in my being, more comfortable in my body, in my skin, in my inner knowing, in my wisdom, my intuition. And I love that. 
I love that. Yeah. I just imagine myself as, <laughs> I had an Akashic Records reading once and I was so jacked up because the lady told me that she envisions me at 90 years old, um, owning an ashram on the top oh, of a mountain. Like the one in Sedona we were at? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, I love her. I can't wait to be her. <laughs> I want to hang out in your ashram. We can co-host it together. Rad. <laughs> but that's what I want. And I, you know, we live in the mountains of Idaho. We live in a very active community. And I used to teach yoga here for many years mm -hmm. and we have a huge retirement community of active, uh, an active older population. Mm -hmm. And I just remember some of these ladies coming to my yoga class, fucking on doing a headstand. Yep. Like it's nobody's business, arm balances at 70 years old and like fucking ripped. You could see the veins. The and I'm like, this is my life goals. Yeah. And then they're coming to me with wisdom after the class. Thank you so much for what you said about da 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 da. Here's my take. And we would have these deep, meaningful conversations based on health, based on activity, but also based on ancient wisdom that we get to pass to the next generation. And so how about we redefine what aging looks like? Let's stop looking at Cosmo and all the other magazines and only seeing 17 year olds with you know big boobs and a butt that you could rest a book on a <laughs> no, no kidding it's so and interesting to me because like i feel the same way in this valley we live with all these active people and i remember i was doing a century bike ride you know I'm, i love to bike yeah and i was thinking i was such a badass like biking up galena summit and then i'm like being passed by 75 year old oh, women all the time <laughs> when i go nordic skiing so i recently took up nordic skiing about eight years ago and i'm totally not an expert by any means i go really fucking slow but there was a part of me that was like dude i'm an athlete yeah. look at me i'm going so fast i can um cross country ski the, like the free skate skiing is a lot harder than the classic skate skiing for real and and then i would go on the tracks and get passed up by 80 year olds and yes. i'm like oh my god they are fucking killing it amazing Amazing. Yeah. So this is this is a conversation that's so important because there's so much left of our lives. Like 40, I feel like I'm just hitting my stride. And totally. balancing your hormones, balancing your health, having these conversations is so important so that we can extend our longevity, create more impact in the world, create a new business if we want, and just really share and contribute to the world. And so what Megan and I really wanted to share with this interview also is our own personal stories because mm -hmm. of what we've experienced, not only in the health and nutrition world, but my own experience and Megan's experience. Yeah. And so in this episode, you're going to hear from Elle, who dives deep into the science and the symptoms, specifically when it comes to hypothyroidism and hormones. And I, my mind was completely blown, totally. um, not just by the prevalence and how mis- diagnosed it is but how undereducated not just the general population is but also a lot of western medicine yep. these doctors haven't been trained um in nutrition nope. the way that a lot of the maybe holistic practitioners or nutritionists have been and so they're um over prescribing and they 
we, we just don't have the right tools to be able to heal from the inside out instead of slapping a Band-Aid on it. And so that was a huge download that I got from the interview is, you know, in this conversation of women and aging and hormones, at the same time, our society is not giving us the right tools to be able to heal in the aging, but also to celebrate us as aging. It's like, okay, we should be ashamed of it. We have all these things going on in our body. I'm going to throw the towel. Here's a prescription. And then we're being overly medicated. So I see it and not to be dramatic about it, but I want to talk about it because I think there is a dark side to everything as we talk about in this podcast. And I think when it comes to women's health, there is a dark side to women's health. So let's flip the script here right now and let's give women tools to be able to celebrate aging, to work with aging instead of ignoring it and slapping a Band-Aid on it. And I also just want to say that, you know, you're going to go into a lot of science in this episode, which is great, but but we're talking about aging, but I also want to be really clear thyroidism hyperthyroidism can affect young women as well and and it can affect infertility it can affect miscarriage it can affect all types of things that that really affect a woman's reproductive health Mm -hmm. and i think this topic is something that is more more and more prevalent in our environment and getting to the root cause of some of the symptoms and effects of hyperthyroidism is probably not what you think and this episode is going to shine a light of a lot of light on that for you um, and if for me personally, Megan, I mean, I've experienced yeah. massive health issues because I do have hypothyroidism as well as a Hashimoto's, which is debilitating autoimmune disease based in underactive thyroid. And for me personally, I was misdiagnosed for years by Western oh. medical doctors and suffered tremendously for it. And so if you're currently feeling like, I don't know what's wrong with me. The doctors are telling me that I'm okay. And I know I'm not okay. Girl, trust that. Yes. Like trust your intuition and be an advocate for your own health because you cannot always put your health in the hands of a Western doctor who isn't really maybe listening to you the way that you know your body is telling you to speak up. So I just so want to advocate for that and say, hey, listen, if you feel like there's something wrong, because I knew there was something wrong with me, you guys. And I just kept telling myself, the doctor says there's nothing wrong, so just keep doing it. Oh. And I oh. I felt completely frustrated and like I didn't have a voice. And when I finally got the answers that allowed me to diagnose my condition properly, it was freedom. And, and so this episode is going to dive into the science, but it's also going to give you a voice and know that there's another way, not just a medical prescribed kind of version for you to get well. Thank you so much for sharing your personal story. And I hope you'll go a little deeper with me because <laughs> I just had a, a, just like a download from your experience in that you were diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm which is a form of hypothyroidism, correct? Yeah, it's an autoimmune disease. It's the antibodies that um, you get diagnosed with that basically attack your thyroid. Okay. And I've seen, being that I had a hot second in the fitness industry as a fitness competitor, that the prevalence, correct me if I'm wrong, but there seems to be a link between 
you know, those in the fitness industry that are trying to look like the maiden that we're talking about, the, the young fitness model to where maybe in pursuit of a fitness goal, they're undernourished and that could be the cause of health issues such as hypothyroidism. Absolutely, Meg. Yeah, you're 100% right. And you know my story. That yeah. is my story. Um, you know, but but there's so many other factors. And for me, I was completely undernourished, overexercised, and overstressed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a trifecta. Yeah. And I wasn't looked at as a holistic being. I was looked at by a Western doctor as a number on a medical lab sheet. And I think that's a real problem because it affected me and it still affects me because had I been diagnosed earlier, I probably could have corrected it with nutrition and lifestyle. Like we talked about meditate, get outside and eat more. Right. (laughs) I mean, those three things are so simple to do. And not that they're like all of a sudden in one day you do all those three and you're healed. But I, I, I don't want to say, you know, we can cure ourselves in one day. I don't want to be that extreme. However, when mm-hmm. we can apply the right tools to heal our body from the inside out, that could be the gateway to us unlocking and uncovering a lot of the health problems that we're experiencing is when you eat right, when you take care of your mental sanity, your mental well-being, when you exercise, those three things are so simple to do. Right. And exercise in the right way, right? There's a line there. Totally. I want to just definitely touch on and eat the right things. Um, You know, I think that in our culture, we're taught that more is better. And I learned the hard way that that's not the case. That's right. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to to dissect here. I think this interview with Elle will be very eye-opening for our audience. And my hope is that the biggest takeaway from women is that you get to be an advocate for your own health. Yeah, and you get to celebrate the aging and Absolutely. the magic and the wisdom in aging. So let's let's dive in. Let's age together gracefully, ladies, beautifully, ladies, and let's educate ourselves. Absolutely. Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome and let's dive in. Well, hello, Megan. Hey, how's it going, sis? Really, really good. I'm pumped today. One of my favorite people on the planet is here. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, um, L Russ, welcome to the show. Hey, 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 that was a nice intro. Uh, thank you very much for that. Yeah. You know, I say that because, you know, you have helped me more than you probably know with my own thyroid health issues. And um, I want to introduce you to the audience because you have such a powerful message, but this is Elle Russ. She is a best-selling author. She is a coach and she's also the podcast host of the Primal Blueprint as well as the Kick-Ass Live podcast. Welcome. Yes. yes Tell us are. about yourself, sister. I want to dive in here. I want to learn more about um, just the audience that you really speak to, maybe, um, <sighs> You know, I, I think when it comes to health, there it's so multi-dimensional, and um, and so who's your audience? Who do you speak to, and how do you support them? Well, you know, it turns well. So it depends on which topic it is, because 
you know, I talk about, I, I coach people on confidence and life coaching and then also writing, but as far as health, you know, and fitness goes, I'm, you know, I'm an ancestral health expert. That's my kind of field. And so thyroid being a thyroid expert, you know, unfortunately the predominant audience is women because it is disproportionately a women's issue. Right. Um, you know, so let's just run through some numbers here, but 200 plus people, 200 million plus people in the world have a thyroid problem. 25 million plus Americans have it, but the caveat is that 60% of cases go undiagnosed. So that number's way higher. And then the truth is, is that if you looked it up, the number one prescription in America is just one brand of one thyroid hormone. Mm. So it's just a freaking epidemic across the world. And um, so, and disproportionately, it's a women's issue, which is why men get discounted on it, you know, because people won't necessarily go there uh, initially with men as they might with women. So, you know, like one in eight women in their lifetime is going to have an issue or show up. And so, yeah, mostly my audience, especially with thyroid is, you know, women. So let's, let's back up and let's maybe if you can, just educate our audience a little bit on what are some symptoms of, you know, hypothyroidism and issues surrounding our thyroid and why is it important? Why is it important L to have our thyroid functioning properly? Right. So I'll start off with talking about the importance of the thyroid gland itself and more importantly, the hormones that it dispenses, because it really doesn't matter which way you get it. Right. Because there's people without a thyroid that had it removed. Now, if they were not on thyroid hormone replacement, they would die quickly. Okay. So if you were born without a thyroid, which is very rare, like one in a gajillion, but those people, when you're born without a thyroid gland, if they don't catch it quickly, you're either dead or you have mental retardation, intellectual disability, whatever the proper PC word for that is, that is what will happen because it is the master gland, AKA those hormones are the master. So what does that mean? That means that Thyroid hormones are responsible for the production and regulation of all of your sex hormones, (laughs) your heart rate, your body temperature, basically everything needed to put you in the state of, we are Goldilocks as human beings, not too hot, not too cold. That's why we have an average (laughs) of a 98.6 temp in the afternoon. And, you know, human, right? A lizard may have a whole different set of, (laughs) you know, temperature regulation situations there. So you can't live without thyroid hormones or you'll die. So what does life look like then when you are living with subpar levels? Yeah. You know, maybe they're not completely zero, but maybe they're subpar. And then you kind of keep gaining weight. You kind of become dumb and lazy and lethargic and general malaise. And you just chalk it up to age or chalk it up to whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a slow death because what happens is, is it's accelerated aging. So it's accelerated glycation and everything else. And you what will- is Wait, I'll stop. What is, yeah. what does glycation mean for our audience that doesn't understand those words? Okay. So like, I guess you could relate it to in layman's terms. Um, so like if you were to eat a really heavy sugar diet or, you know, like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, you, you're edg- edging towards type two diabetes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so you're again, speaking specifically to glycose. A, a little bit. I mean, so basically glycation is, uh, it's pretty much like you've overdone that route and your body is breaking itself down because it's not not only not getting the nutrients but you are becoming sort of insulin resistant when you are hypothyroid so there's that mm-hmm. level of what happens there like it would with someone with type 2 diabetes they kind of go hand in hand because 
If you don't have enough of the thyroid hormone that's burning the fat that you're eating, et cetera, then you get like this, again, you know, your blood's going to kind of become thick and sticky like a diabetic and you will eventually get type two diabetes, but you'll be edging towards insulin resistant. And, and that kind of state is accelerated aging. It just, you know, that's why sugar is so horrible for you. Of course, we know this, um, but it is in a, a form of accelerated aging and it's, um, and you can see it and feel it. You will uh, eventually, what will happen is, is you won't die directly of the hypothyroidism, but you will die or get sick and keep having things pop up as a result of it because right. it's the master. So let's say, for example, you know, you have subpar thyroid hormones. So you, maybe you go into early menopause, maybe you've got estrogen right. dominance. Then you go to a doctor and they're like, oh, you have this hormonal imbalance. Let's treat that. No, get to the root of it. Let me give you a great example. A 25 year old guy came to me, young kid. He should have high testosterone levels, but his testosterone was shot. So what did the doctor do? The doctor just put him on testosterone without saying, why? Why is this 25-year-old have low testosterone? Now, we checked his thyroid. He was horrifically hypothyroid. The way to actually do that was to get the guy optimized on thyroid, not give him testosterone, and let the testosterone levels come back up naturally because thyroid hormone is the precursor to all of that. Yeah. So El, could you tell us a little bit more about just in layman's terms, you know, me as a 38 year old woman of today, um, I'm experiencing fatigue. I'm experiencing depression. Um, I might be experiencing highs and lows. Are you saying that those are some of the symptoms of hypothyroid hypothyroidism? Um, and are there any other symptoms that we should look out for? Yeah, there's like 30 or 40 symptoms. Okay, so, tell us. <laughs> uh, I had about 30 or so of them and they're listed in my book, but let me run through some of them. So the classic ones that are the most obvious are number one, anything gynecological happening with males or females. So that would be okay. the low testosterone thing with that kid or infertility okay. um, or miscarriages. Okay, so um, both sides of that. And then also things like, oh, polycystic ovarian syndrome diagnosis. Wrong. I got misdiagnosed with that. I could talk about that in a second. Um, or uh, like fibroids, cysts, heavy bleeding, anything gynecological, it, it often will manifest itself like that with women. Um, and then men, of course, lack of erections, waking up, not having good recovery after exercise, the signs of the low testosterone kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But here are the other symptoms. So usually people are freezing all the time and it actually is detectable via taking your temp, but you know who you are because you're the person that's cold all the time. Now, our hands and feet shouldn't ever be hot, okay? Like that's not good either. So it's not just like, oh, I always have cold hands and feet. It's like, mm, yeah, but are you internally cold? Because that is the difference, right? So these are the people that are like wearing sweaters in summer and everyone's looking at them, you know what I mean? And then you know who you are if you're that person that's always cold. So temperature issues. The other is a super low heart rate when you're not an athlete. Or sometimes elevated heart rate. The heart needs T3, the biologically active thyroid hormone, in order to function. It can kind of go both ways. But when someone's completely tanked and they have like no thyroid hormones and they're severely hypothyroid, they will have a pulse that's like, how are you alive? You know what I mean? Wow. Um, the other would be hair falling out, loss of curliness in hair, puffy face, puffy eyes, heavy legs. Let me explain this. Everyone who experiences this will understand it. It's like when you're walking up a flight of steps and you feel like you are carrying two cement logs up the steps with your legs. That is usually related to hypothyroidism, also low iron, which is always a factor with hypothyroidism because 
when you're hypothyroid and everything's down, down, low, slow, you can't really absorb nutrients. So you could be eating like grass-fed liver every day and your iron will still be dropping. You kind of can't hold on to certain nutrients. So that could be it. Another could be when people lay down, they feel like their heart pumping in their chest and it feels very like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. They can kind of feel it and hear it. It's, It's concerning. That also is hypothyroidism and related to low ferritin as well. But then people think like, oh, I'm going to have a heart attack. And it's, it's not that. Um, there are inner itching of the ears, candida, which would kind of be connected to. So itchy wow. butt, itchy, inner itching of the ears, ear issues. And I mean this like um, and, and people who experience it will know it, but just weird ear stuff. Like you're laying on your side and like your ear feels like it's drippy or waxy or like ear issues, like with wax and stuff going on. Um, Also even tinnitus, which is usually low ferritin. So that kind of stuff. And then also there's everything from acne. So I had horrible, I've had perfect skin my whole life. And then I had horrible, like disastrous acne Um, during this time. You also might suddenly get anxiety attacks. That's related to you've got no thyroid hormone to propel you in life. So your adrenals are now taking over and you are in this frazzled state. And then suddenly you're a person who needs Xanax when you've never experienced this in your life. And again, a doctor might be like, oh, you have anxiety, but it's like, where is it coming from? Exactly. That will happen to people. The other stuff would be, there's, I mean, there's so many symptoms, but there's other things like you start to get tendonitis or, or like nerve pain issues, or, you know, like just again, um, always the inability to lose weight or retain muscle mass is a big one. Now there are some people that get really lucky and they like don't have any weight issues, uh, when they have a thyroid problem, it's extremely rare. The biggest complaint of thyroid patients is, oh my God, I'm fat and bloated and I'm doing everything that I can. And I still keep gaining weight and I'm eating like one grape a day or, you know, fat. <laughs> that, so just continually the inability to lose weight also to, because the adrenals get shot, you can be overwhelmed by light sounds and smells. Wow. So during a very serious hypothyroid bout of people, they will, this happened to me too. I had a friend who wore a perfume and it's like, I couldn't handle it. I just mm. couldn't handle it. Now, now I could. I couldn't handle it though. I couldn't handle any sense. And I love sense. I love things. Couldn't handle any of it. Or you get very sensitive to light or sounds. So you might, let's say you live in an apartment building, but like you never noticed your upstairs neighbor and suddenly they're the loudest jerks on planet earth. These are the types of things. And that is, that is like related to adrenal fatigue, which happens when you let hypothyroidism go untreated for a long period of time or it's undiagnosed or whatever. And then your adrenals are trying to take over to give you the energy that you don't have because you don't have the thyroid hormone energy. And then your adrenals get tapped out. So most thyroid patients, if it's gone on too long, will have adrenal fatigue as well. Are you ready to create some freaking wealth witches? Wealthy witches, unite! You guys, we are so excited to share with you this offer that is like nothing else. I, you know, I'm really sick of hearing about all these ways you're supposed to scale your business yeah. and hustle hard and do all the things and make what we've created as a community of sisters that we're asking to just really tap in to their divine feminine. And we're going to show you how to get into your creative cauldron and brew up something super unique and special that will align with your values and take your business to the next level. 
Whatever you just said, I want all of that. <laughs> Sign me up, Jen. Let's go, Meg. Let's go. You guys, this is our favorite program, and we're just glowing sharing it with you because the the connection, yeah. the level of sisterhood, and the permission to be whoever the bleep you want to be in our community is here for it. We're here for it. We are here for it. And we want you to be here for it too. We want to stand for you. We want to pull you forward. And we want to create a safe, sacred, nurturing space for you to learn, grow, and share so that you can fully ascend into the highest version of yourself. No more hustle. No more working hard to multiply your revenue. We're going to actually tell you that you probably need to do less. Yeah, it gets to be easy. And once you can tap into the flow, once you can tap into that creativity and align your business with your values, everything starts to work and abundance rains down. So if you're ready to fly high with us (laughs) on the wealth wagon with your woo-woo witches, (laughs) we're here for it. So what are we talking about? Well, Boom Bam Baby, we're talking about the BAM Academy, the Business Academy for Manifestors. And you can find out all the juicy details at soulascendpodcast.com to grab your spot. I want to stop you for one second because I think where my brain is going right now is, you know, most of the people listening, a lot of the women I think that are listening are like, okay, wait, I have a lot of those symptoms. So and, and Elle's telling me that the doctor's not going to do anything. So about what it. do I do? So, so what's their next step? Elle? Yeah. The next step is to get tested to rule out the thyroid as the problem. I don't, it's not like every person who has these bad numbers needs to immediately go on thyroid hormone. Maybe they just need to quit eating gluten because yeah. gluten ignites the antibodies for Hashimoto's. Maybe they just need to clean up their diet, right? And, and do some stuff. I've seen people turn around hypothyroidism in eight weeks. Okay. By just... Wow cutting out stuff. So there's always, and in my book, The Paleothyroid Solution, that's kind of what I suggest. Like, hey, try this natural protocol and getting your shift together here with diet, optimizing nutrients, and then get retested after eight weeks. Is anything getting better? Do I feel better? Maybe that would include a little herbal adrenal, adrenal support, maybe a thyroid formula with some good nutrients or, you know, it, it, iodine. It doesn't, there's lots of options for how you can naturally go, all right, let's just kind of see if I can correct this naturally. And then if you can't, right, and it continues on, then that is a case for going on thyroid hormone replacement. So El, I, I know Megan and I, I know Megan's thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> but we want, I want to slow down for a second because I think I know people are going to, especially if they're thinking they might have a thyroid issue, they're definitely yeah. going to want to go grab your book. But could you possibly name some practical things that, maybe a woman listening right now could start to implement into her diet to improve Mm -hmm. her thyroid function. Yeah. And before you do that, I just want to pause here because Elle, you talked about, I think you said upwards of 30 different symptoms. Mm -hmm. You talked about vision, you talked about hair loss, you talked about heart rate. And I'm thinking like, wow, she's hitting every single one of the organs in our body mm-hmm. and how much this can really affect us on a multi-dimensional level. And so I just want to say that you also talked about infertility, which I mean, hello, how many women do we know have been trying to get pregnant and they can't get to the root of the problem? Right. You're telling me that this could be 
a sign of infertility. So I just wanted to pause on that because L, you hit on so many incredible nuggets of gold that I want to make sure our listeners are really hearing you right now because you are obviously you're you're just a whiz. In this well, let's let's talk field. about the fertility thing for a second. So, okay. Um, okay. So everybody who's even thinking about getting pregnant, please please rule out the thyroid. Why would you want miscarriages you don't need? I had a friend who had two miscarriages and she was with a dumb doctor who had never tested her properly and put her on the wrong thyroid hormone. And for you know 10 years, and she kept thinking, right, it's her issue. She kept having miscarriages. This is not necessary. Do you know how many women have gotten hysterectomies that never needed to happen? So why is that? Because again, like I said, the thyroid hormones are the producer and regulator of sex hormones. So you're not going to be able to create enough progesterone to keep that uterine lining in line. And that's why you're going to have the miscarriage, right? Yeah. So, 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 or, or again, not even able to get pregnant. And here's why, because your fucking body is trying to save you. That's why yeah. your body's yeah. going, she can't afford to have a baby right now. Yeah, that's right. She's going to lose it. Or we got to get rid of it because she's in no position to deal with this. Right. And so in a way it's not, you have to look at it that way because your body is always trying to save you. And so I know I'm personifying the human body, by saying, but that's kind of the truth. The same goes with, a, a, let's say, a woman or a man who's over-exercising, under-eating, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And that is a case of, we call it euthyroid sick syndrome. It's basically like a starvation mode. And that sends the signal to your body. So the body's going, hold on a minute. Um, we're going to dial back the output of the fat burning, life-giving brain, yummy T3, because this bitch is fucking running from danger and she's starving. <laughs> that was me for so long, Elle. You know that. Like, that's right. I know. I was going to mention. So, so that's why also, too, the body wouldn't allow you to become pregnant or give you a miscarriage. And also the same would go for guys, right? It's going to lower the testosterone so that they don't go out and try to sow their seed. <laughs> like, right. Okay. So it's really your body is always trying to save you. And in that scenario, that's kind of the primal perspective. So back to what can you do now? A, I always recommend a paleo paradigm, period. You don't what have to eat that, meat. Can you Can you tell yeah. us just like briefly what that is? Sure. So technically one would say that it's a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet, but you can go also higher protein, moderate fat. Like you can switch those two things up, but still a low carb would be something like no more than 150 grams total carbohydrate a day, unless you are a bricklayer or an NBA athlete. Okay. <laughs> most That's not people, on my list. Nope. Most people are fucking not Michael Phelps. You do not need that many carbs. So if you're like me and you're five, two, or you're five, five, let's say, what would be now, for example, like Gabrielle Reese, she's like six, four and 175 pounds. Yeah. That bitch can put away more calories and probably carbohydrates <laughs> than I can, you know, like, so for sure we have to gauge that. But for the most part, you want to stay somewhere between like 50, 80 to 120 grams of carbohydrates. Wow. Elle, thank you so much. I really hope everyone that's listening has a notepad and a pen in front of them because <laughs> well, you know what, you know what I'd like to do so also for helpful. your audience. Sorry, if you don't mind, I'd love to do this for your audience because this is actually more specific on yes. where, you, so if you get these tests, like then what's problematic, right? And so let me just tell you, and it's in my book, but I'll just, I'll just run through it really here. Um, the TSA should be some, everything sort of should be in mid range. So if you're a normal person and you have no thyroid problems, okay, your TSH would be something. So it's a scale of like roughly, it's like roughly one to five. Okay. And most, most labs, then it would be somewhere in the mid range or like two or a little bit below two, somewhere around there. If it's three, that doesn't mean it's crazy. If it were 40, yeah. Okay. You got a problem. That means your brain, which is thyroid stimulating hormone. It's a pituitary hormone, not a thyroid hormone 
that means that your brain is screaming to your thyroid to produce stuff. So we never test that solely. And that's the 1973 test that doctors are still doing to determine this. And it's, I won't get into the weeds on why, because I'm sure we don't have enough time. Let's look at free T4 for a second. So usually that range is something like 0.8 to 1.7. Okay. So for normal people that have no thyroid problems, it will always be at like 1.31, something like that. That's free T4. For the free T3, and again, each range is different, but we're still looking at where I'm talking about in the range. So in Canada, if the range is two to six, then we're still looking at mid-range. So a normal person with no thyroid problems on a free T3 test, let's say the range on this lab is two to four. It will be at about three, 3.1. So if you were at 2.9, a doctor would discount you, right? But if you're also lower than that, you're still within the range, the doctor still says, ah, oh, you're fine because they're looking at other things and not seeing that you're actually severely hypothyroid. Now, when you're on thyroid hormone replacement, all of the things I just said go out the window. We don't look at it that way. I'm just telling you what normal thyroid function looks like on a test, not what it should look like if you are taking thyroid hormone replacement. I need to make that distinction because it's a very different ballgame when you start evaluating labs when they're already on thyroid hormone. But those are the things that look normal. And then reverse T3, we always do a ratio between the reverse T3 and the free T3. Usually a ratio of 20 and higher is healthy. It's okay if it's 17, it's not a need to freak out. But the reverse T3, let's say on a range of zero to 34, which is usually kind of most standard range, you want it to be low, like 10, 11 or low. If it starts to really creep up there, then you've got an issue, another issue called the reverse T3 problem. So that's just a, a, just a ball game eye view of what things should look like for normal people. Um, and then it's different, obviously, results and evaluations when you're actually on thyroid hormone replacement. Awesome. Thank you for that, Al. So as we're moving forward with this conversation, Jen and I are going to throw you a little bit of a curveball because we really like to make this podcast interactive. Um, we want our audience not just hear, hear what you're saying, but actually get into action. And so what Jen and I like to do is two things. So the first thing we do is an ascendment, which is like a mantra for this podcast. It's something for our listeners to be able to take with them so that they're remembering you and this conversation outside of just listening to the podcast. And then do you want to tell her yeah. about the soul assignment? The second thing, Al, is what we like to do, which is an action item, which we call a soul assignment, which is what we ask our audience to work on. So we actually assign them something to do regarding this topic for the podcast. So we like to co-create these with our mm -hmm. guests. So do you have anything that is coming to mind right now for our audience? For, for like the saying? Yeah. So just like a word or a short phrase that our audience can take with them coming out of all of the amazing information that you just shared with us. Sure. I would say nobody cares more about your health than you. Oh, that's so good. Hashtag. You have to remember that or else you're going to put it in the hands of someone else. Yeah. And you're not going to learn. And no one gives a shit more about you than you on every level, but definitely with health. So <laughs> yeah. And then an action item. Um, listen, cl clean out the cupboard, optimize those nutrients and First and foremost, get tested. Every my doc, the doctor on my my book, Doctor Forsman, he tests everybody who comes in there for this because thyroid is such the wow. master gland. It's so important. So 
you know, if you go for a standard CBC and your annual checkup, they're just going to throw a TSH in there. And it's just like the, the worst thing possible. And so, yes, when you get your annual physical, get the tests I mentioned earlier, or go to my website, look at the free thyroid guide, they're listed, and get those every year to check in and make sure you're getting it comprehensively evaluated so that you don't run into problems or you can catch something if it's going awry before it gets really bad. I like that. I think that's something that we can quantify and just say maybe for our audience when they're going to their next doctor visit to actually get these six tests versus just the Mm -hmm. TSH. And maybe that can be our sole assignment. I love that. Did you love this episode? We love connecting with our audience and we want to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and share. You can also follow us on Instagram at Soul Ascend Podcast. And don't forget, when you write a five-star review, screenshot it and send it to us at info at soulascendpodcast.com and we will send you our top 10 manifestation hacks 